Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL and all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! The 2020 Post-Draft Recap Welcome in to week one of the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Jared, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's uh, game day is about to be here. Actually, it's about to it's kicking off right now. Um, so I'm excited. We're, we're, we're shooting this. We're push, pushing out some content on opening night. Opening um, so you, night, so drinking hand. The, what, are you, uh, what are you drinking? Well, tonight I made a little... Uh, 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 fettuccine Alfredo, toss Ooh. some shrimp in there. Uh-huh. Um, so I decided to go a little wild tonight and I made myself a nice little, um, vodka tonic twist. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. What kind of vodka do you like? Uh, my preference personally is a uh, gray goose. <laughs> uh, of course. Of yeah. course. So of course. <laughs> I don't know if you have a preference. I think that's everybody's favorite, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not really a vodka guy. I'm more of a beer guy. You know me. Yeah. Oh, a beer guy, huh? Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a beer right now, shooting it or, or pushing this content out for everybody. That's interesting. What's, uh, what kind of beer are you drinking? What brewery? Oh, uh, you know, a little IPA action from, Ooh. uh, from, uh, Goose Island. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. So it's a good uh, brand. It's a good brewery. But I'm excited. I'm excited for another year. It's it's we're about to kick it off. It's gonna be a strange year though. Uh, It's it's going to be like everybody's just kind of like, is it really gonna happen? I don't know, but we'll we'll ride it out. We'll see. Um a lot of uh the month of September and the games, I think it's going to be a lot of piss poor tackling. A lot of, we're, we're already running into all these like pulled hamstrings from wide receivers. So get yeah. ready for a lot of, a lot of injuries are going to be coming here in September. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. But, this uh, is why the draft is won on the waiver wire. True. Somebody I, always gets hurt. I always people. win. I always win the draft, in my opinion. But, <laughs> That typically, sometimes that doesn't correlate into actual production. So we'll see what happens this year. It's a new year, Jared. It's a new year. It's a new it's a day. New it's uh, you're, you're, you haven't made the playoffs yet, Joey. Made it last year, but you haven't made it yet. Not yet. Not this year. Um, so uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, you know post draft stories, bud. We uh, we went back to Ocean Isle Beach. Yeah. Fun time again. Yeah. Um. Top of mind, is there anywhere you want to go? There's a few things I have written down here, but I'm going to leave it to you to lead things off. Where do you want to take this thing? Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of a, it was a fairly low-key kind of weekend compared to, like, some of the other stuff in the past. It kind of um, was, right? It kind of – there was, I mean, so some, some big store. I mean, everybody kind of rolled down there. Uh, most people did Friday night. 
Um, Johnny couldn't make it. Congrats, John. He's got Addie's here. So he's, yeah. he's uh, dad, girl, girl, dad times two going on. I'm sure he's not getting any sleep. But uh, the I think a highlight for me is when we Saturday morning, we woke up and went to Big Nails and we're sitting around the table and the waitress comes up and she goes, oh, you're back. Who lost this year? <laughs> and she, as she asked that, she glanced down at Brooks and goes, oh, I guess it's you. <laughs> so it's a year later and she still remembers us. That's, I that's impressive. That, I thought that was pretty solid right there. Now, the meal did not work with me later on, but I thought that was pretty amazing. And I wasn't even there at Big Nails the previous year when you guys did all that. But it was just funny to see her be like, wait a minute, I remember you guys. Well, that one saved me. That meal saved me in order to be able to get over to golf. But note to self, that waitress is predicting Chavs to be wearing the romper next year. It is marked down in my book here. Uh, waitress from Big Nell's chooses Chaz to win romper or lose yep. romper. I don't know how that works. Yeah, so finish last. So he'll, he'll be wearing the romper. Last. Yep. Um, but yeah, classic, uh, classic Chaz, uh, just hammer and butter on everything. Um, he, 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 <laughs> Good he spoke, God. I think he, spoke he stole very, my toast. Yeah, he spoke very highly of the, uh, the steak we made for the champions dinner on Saturday. He loved yep. it. Loved every bite yep. of it. Um, what about you? Any other stories you can think of? Well, I wanted to talk about Slip's romper. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up. I think it's only fair that we kind of grade his romper, what you thought of it. Um, do you think it was risque enough? Um, did it fit him and his personality? Quite personally, uh, I thought he looked like a contestant on Double Dare, just waiting to get yep, slimed. Yep, yep. Uh, but what do you what do you think? What what, do, what was your thoughts? He looked like me back when uh, paintball was the was the craze, <laughs> and uh, so it just he he could have gone. A, he could. I think he was wearing an extra large, and a large probably would have fit him a little bit better. Um, but it was, it was it was a good attempt. I'm, I'm glad he did it. I just hope we don't get to a point where there's going to be a, a GM at some point. It's like, I'm not doing it. He just refuses to do it. So Well, I don't think that's possible, right? I think yeah. it's grounds for termination if you decide not to wear uh, the, the loser's romper or potentially the brocchini. Potentially. Potentially. That was Although, voted yeah. on. That's a little bit. That's a little bit of a weird one. It's a weird one. I I personally think that the the nine other GMs should have to come to a consensus and choose the romper for the loser. Yeah. Uh, what? Why, why do you? Why are you naying that thing? Because I just. I mean, now we're like a bunch of dudes. Just, I mean, look at this past weekend. We were just a bunch of guys hanging out with a bunch of guys. So it's not like we're I don't you... want to see a dude in a brokini all day when we're not really going out in public and seeing anything. Well, I think, not... I think if we were going to continue to have it at Ocean Isle Beach, then, you know, we could go to the beach and yeah. hang out there for a little while. 
Like, yeah, like so it, it, it should go, be like a requirement. It should be a requirement that like we have to spend an hour on the beach or or he's got or the person, the individual has to spend the afternoon on the boat and we have to go to lunch somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, Brooks kind of got off easy. I, I mean, think he's just, so. he, he's just around his house the entire time. Yeah. All he saw was us wearing the romper. So, I mean, other than big nails, but. Um, but it was so baggy. It was like, yeah, it was a little baggy. He could have gone large, but he didn't know. He, I know he, he, I think he waited until like the last minute to get it sent. The funny story though, was he sent me a text message after he ordered it. And I think he had used like his mom's Amazon prime account <laughs> <laughs> and Vicky tech. And so he sends me a text saying, Hey, if you want to know what rock bottom feels like, it's when his mom texts him, did you order a male romper? <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pretty, pretty chill weekend. I mean, we went to, to Sharky's for dinner. We had uh, a yeah. draft, the draft prep conversations Friday night, the drawings, that and that's good. always great. And then we just kind of hung around and Friday night and then Saturday woke up, went to big nails and then went to the golf course and, yeah. Most most of us went to the golf course and played a little bit of golf. Um, did a little bit of gambling. Um, I, I learned that uh, Pittman is not a very good putter. No. So he he lost he he's not, but he didn't he didn't lose the three putt at the end. That was like Michael. Michael and I Michael. do believe uh, just as a quick recap there, I do believe that was Michael's only three putt. It was on the 18th hole, I believe. On the back nine, I know. I don't. I don't know if he had any on the front nine, but on the back nine, when we actually started playing the game, yeah, that was his only one. Was the last one. So that sucks. Great yeah, that game. That does suck. Snake but, is a uh, great game. But yeah, not, I don't think anything else kind of happened. Well, I think course. we got to talk about this. I mean, Brad and I go birdie birdie to end it. Yeah, that was impressive. That was impressive. Y'all, we got y'all on the front nine, and y'all got us on the back nine, and then yeah. beat us overall. But Michael Brad was, drains like a thirty-five foot birdie putt, and then yeah. I, I just followed it up with a birdie putt. Yeah, it was really nice. From it was 15. impressive. It yeah. was impressive. It was great. Um, Michael got kind of screwed with Pittman and me as his partners, um, but what can you do? Maybe next year, buddy. Maybe next year, I'll start yeah. working. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll start working this weekend. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go play this weekend. What about you? What you doing this weekend? Uh, I actually am going to go dove hunting. Oh, wow. Is that in season? It is. It, it was in season last weekend, actually. It was the first uh, first year. Actually, today after work, I uh, I had to go pick up some shotgun shells. Yeah. And so I... You know, my favorite, like, kind of outdoors, big box store place to go buy, like, guns and ammo and all that stuff. I had to pick up uh, some 12-gauge shells, some 20-gauge shells, picked up some clays. Uh, I, go to, I go to Bass Pro Shop. Okay. I don't yeah. know about you. That's, that's yeah. kind of my favorite. I feel like they got everything there I could possibly need. I feel like as soon as I walk into that place, I'm just an automatic patriot American redneck. I don't know. What yeah. about you? What's your favorite uh, kind of big box hunting store to go to? Well, I'm not a hunter, so I don't oh. I don't go anywhere. Um, but my dad is, so my okay. dad loves to hunt. And he there's the closest one for him is uh, Gander Mountain. 
Gander Mountain. Yeah, Gander I've heard of those. Mountain. Yeah, Gander so they're good. Mountain. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. But yeah, so that is. Uh, oh, speaking of which, what what happened on the course? Um. So, yeah, I think I think you're alluding to potentially the the seventh hole. Um, yeah. I think it was yeah. the seventh hole. Yeah, the assassination of a goose. I, I think we've come to the, the determination that it was an assassination because I cannot – I'll say this. I don't know if Rusty was, like, practicing that low drive shot because the prior holes, there were a few that barely got off the ground. And when we got to that seventh hole and he shooed away that little flock of geese and they were sitting right, right in front of him, it, I think, I swear, you know, he said, he goes, you know, this really doesn't fit my shot shape with these geese in front of me. And to me, he was like virtual signaling. Like, <laughs> I think he might have licked his lips as he was swinging the, you know, the club back. <laughs> and... <laughs> One of the worst things I've ever witnessed in my life. He swung forward. That thing got about a foot off the ground and just trucked a Callaway right to the neck of a goose. And that thing. And we were, I remember we were finishing up on the green behind you. We're pulling up. I'm like, something happened. I'm like, something happened. They're just like, Rusty's just kind of hanging around. And I'm like, and I see geese walking away. And I'm like, he did not, he, he did not, he, he did not hit one of them. And I go over there, and there's one just looks. It's just laying there. It looks like it's laying an egg. <laughs> and we drive around, and then y'all kind of end up driving. Like Rusty took out the, the. The worst part is I saw Rusty like taking a club over there. I'm like, he is not about to hit this thing. And just end it. <laughs> that, that went through my mind. Like, is he's like this thing's in misery. I'm just gonna hit it and end it. All right, let me let me say this just for the people that weren't there. So it was me, Rusty, and Brad that had to witness thing. And, like, Johnny the Ranger, who was only, like, 35 yards to our right, witnessed this whole thing occur. The guy, the Ranger, had to be like, what the fuck is going on right now? This dude just reared back and throttled the goose in the neck. The whole family's going squawklands, going absolute bananas. This goose is trying to lift its neck up. Half of its neck is up in the air. The other half is on the ground. Its body's just lying all over the place. I'm looking at the ranger, looking at Brad, who's got his eyes shut, head down. Rusty's got his hand on his head. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This goose is struggling. I look at the ranger. I go, can you put it out of its misery somehow? Has anyone got a knife or something? No one's got a knife. No one's got a gun. Y'all Pittman go on. left his gun in, at home. Y'all go on and keep I'm playing. Like, what the, and because I hit the talk- hit. I Jared, I hit over the goose flopping around. He was flopping around. I hit a three-wood dead center fairway. Joe, we had to wait on you, and you're done. That we had so, to, remember the guy so we had to, through you, the single. Yeah, we let the guy hit through you, <laughs> through us. So we're literally me, Michael, and Pittman are literally sitting there just watching this goose flail around with his neck and just lay there. I'm like, it just died. It just died. And then like 30 seconds later, it's like Jesus, and just kind of gets up and starts trying to like walk away. We're sitting there for like 15 minutes just trying to see what this thing is going to do. 
And a guy comes over, like some other guy, and he's like, he's like on his walkie talkie trying to pull. And he just pulls it. He just finally picks it up and just takes it over into like the, the shrubs and just leaves it over in the shrubs. The alligator sanctuary? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that happened. I didn't so, know the guy picked it up and put it over there. Yeah. He, he, he finally picked it up and put it over there. And we teed off and went on our way. Um, oh, my God. But yeah, that thing, is, that thing was alive. But by the time we finished that round, that thing was dead. It had to be, There's, right? Oh, it had hands down, hands down. Um, but, uh, but yeah. What did you guys I, get on that hole? Because I can tell you, me and Brad both tripled. And I think Rusty uh, picked up, so he definitely tripled. Like, we, our minds were in an absolute mental pretzel at that I, point. I got on that hole – that was the hole that I just like, you know, I'm not mentally into it. So I just took a big old goose egg. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Double so, goose egg. For yeah. Eight. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, whew, it was, that was, that was tough. God, that was tough. So it's just yeah, burned in my mind. You know, it's like those, some things are just like burned in your mind that you're never, you can't like unsee it. Yeah. That's that something it. I'm you always going to remember un- that next. See. Always so, gonna remember that. Just craziness. Um, wow. Yeah. So that was that was kind of the weekend. I mean, that was there. That was kind of the big stories. But nothing other than that, it was pretty low key. God. Do you do you think Rusty told Katie what happened? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I can see him doing it. Yeah. Do you think so. he blamed it on another GM? Nah. Okay. Did you tell your wife? Oh, first th- I texted her on our way home. I said, Rusty hit a goose. Actually, I was texting her in the car, and I said, Rusty hit a goose with the ball. It's not looking good for this thing. <laughs> On Saturday, you did? During the round, like two holes later, I was trying to hide my text from Rusty so he didn't see. And she goes, what? I go, you heard that correctly. He hit a goose in the neck with a Callaway. Yeah, I told Morgan when we got home. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Rusty, I'm pretty sure Rusty killed a goose. She's like, how does that happen? I was like, <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> I, I, said, I said, could have happened to any of us. <laughs> so I think that's so, a solid response with Morgan. Like, how does that happen? Well, <laughs> could have happened to any one of us. <laughs> I'll say this. If it wasn't him, it was going to be me. <laughs> no, you would have aimed 30 yards left and like hit one in the corner of the eye or something. <laughs> on the on the ninth hole. <laughs> oh man! Well, that was a solid little post draft story recap there from the Ocean Isle Beach twenty twenty draft live draft minus Johnny. But again, congratulations to Johnny and Diana. Baby girl number two, Addie into the mix. Hey, um, and and with Johnny though, he with with Addie being born, what was it nine like nine? Almost a week. It was last Saturday. It was past Saturday, so yeah. twelve. So like the fifth. So he might have he might have got lucky with avoiding like draft weekends in the future. That's so, true. I don't know. Those birthdays might be on Labor Day, but that's we'll, true. We'll see what happens. So I got I got one last thing before I leave here. Uh, it's kind of related to the to the to the uh, the goose story, but I I think all the GMs we we know that Rusty and Katie are expecting. I think all the GMs need to pitch in a few bucks here and there to find a nice little stuffed animal goose for their new yeah. baby. 
to yeah. put inside the uh, playpen. I think that would be a, a solid, nice gesture <laughs> from all the GMs. Maybe like a book of nursery rhymes. <laughs> nursery rhymes. <laughs> Mother Goose. Yeah, Mother Goose. <laughs> Favorite nursery go. rhyme. Mine was yeah. Humpty Dumpty. Yours sounds like it was Mother Goose. Yeah, but um, but but I think you know. Did you were you able to get the uh, the special guest on? Uh yes. Is he going to be able to join us? He's joining us here shortly. Okay, perfect. Um, I guess I'll uh, I'll let everybody know here. So, uh, to all our fans out there, I did reach out to the North Carolina Wildlife Association uh, via email. Asked them if they had a, if they could get an agent to join us for a. Uh, an interview on the podcast. They did agree. So we will have a Mr. Gary Feathers uh, join us in the podcast where he's actually going to call in in a few minutes here. Um, And he is a North Carolina Wildlife Association agent. So um, very excited to have him on the pod, kind of discuss maybe some events that occurred over draft weekend and kind of get a little background on, on geese and, and gooses and and ganders, I guess. I don't I don't know much about them. So that should be um, that should be very informative, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. So uh, that'll be uh, later in the pod. But um, right now, I think we got a. Actually, you know what? He's calling in right now. So uh, we'll go right to that. What do you say we interview you? Uh, all right, yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shout out of a can. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. All right, welcome into a special edition. We actually have um, quite the interview ahead. We reached out to the North Carolina Wildlife Association to see if they had any potential agents out there that could speak to us um, about, you know, the event that occurred on the golf course a few weeks back. Um, They reached back out to us, got in touch via email, and said uh, that a gentleman could – was available for an interview. So we were able to get uh, a Mr. Gary Feathers is on the phone with us. Uh, He is a North Carolina Wildlife Association agent. Uh, Mr. Feathers, welcome to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Well, gentlemen, uh, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to be on here with you. Thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you, obviously, uh, getting back to us and, and cutting out the time, obviously, from your busy schedule. Um, yeah. But we just have a few few questions that we wanted to run through um, sure. and kind of get your thoughts um, about about what, you know, what we're going to talk about. So, Gary, um, for our fans um, that are out there, could you provide our audience a little background on yourself, your position, your responsibilities at the North Carolina Wildlife Association. Oh, well, sure, uh, boys. Our, our mission at the NCWA, as we like to call it, is to protect, conserve, and restore North Carolina wildlife and habitat. Now, as an agent, I'm based out of our Charlotte office. And, of course, my background, 
being a uh, rather young ornithologist, uh, seemed to fit right in at the NCWA, where I am uh, agency director of Migratory Birds. You know, uh, migratory birds found here in our great state of North Carolina range from waterfowl to neotropical songbirds, and the NCWA focuses on migratory birds in numerous ways, from our important policy work to our wetlands and mountain forest ecozone protections. And in, in, in addition, we bring to bear our, what we like to call, gardening for wildlife habitat programs that wow. focus on providing food, <coughs> yes, yes, provide food for birds during migration stopovers. And the NCWA's emphasis to reduce those harmful chemicals that are sprayed on lawns and, of course, uh, on golf courses uh, that kill off critical protein sources. That will benefit nearly 95% of our state's terrestrial bird species, and that's how they feed their young, a protein-rich diet of, of course, insects and mostly caterpillars and worms. And so uh, that's just a little bit about what we do at the ONC uh, WA. Wow. Uh, I didn't know it was that in-depth. I don't know about you, Jeremy, but uh, I learned quite a bit just just from yeah. your background right there. That was a lot of information there and didn't help me at all because all I want to know is what the hell is the difference between a regular goose and a Canadian goose? <laughs> well, oh, I mean, boys, that, that's sure a good question. Um, of course, a goose or a plural of geese is a bird of any uh, of several waterfowl species, of course, in the family Anatidae. And this group comprises, uh, the, of course, various genres uh Anser, which is the gray geese, uh, Branta, which is the black geese, and Chin, which sometimes includes the white geese, and the latter can also be placed within the genus Anser. So some other birds mostly related to shuttle ducks have, have goose as part of their names. More distinctly, related members of the family Anatidae are swans, most of which are, of course, larger than true geese, and then you've got your ducks, which are smaller. Now, the term goose itself, is more properly used for the female bird, while gander refers specifically to the male one. Then, of course, you got your young birds before they fledge, or, or called goslings. And the collective noun for a group of geese, of course, on the ground is called a gaggle, but where they're in flight, they're called a wedge. And that might be something uh, familiar to your listeners. Now, the cackling goose, of course, was originally considered to be the same species or at least a subspecies of the Canada goose. But in July 4th, uh, 2004, the American Ornithologist Union's Committee on Classification and Nomenclature split them into two species, making the cackling goose into a full species with the scientific name Branta Hutchinsey. And of course, boys, <laughs> I surely don't mean to correct you, and, and, and you're certainly within your rights to call it a Canadian goose. Uh, some English speakers do indeed refer to this large water bird as a Canadian goose, but the majority prefer the term Canada goose. You wouldn't call it a Kentuckian thoroughbred. It's a Kentucky thoroughbred uh, for a comparison there. So the Canada goose, of course, Branta canadensis, is, is a large wild goose species, has a beautiful black head and neck with white cheeks, uh, has a little bit of white under its chin, and a gorgeous brown body. It, it's native, of course, to Arctic and temperate regions of North America. Sometimes it's migration. Uh, occasionally it will reach even northern Europe. Uh, wow. Like most geese, the, the Canada goose is primarily an herbivore and normally migratory, which is why we get to experience the beauty and majesty of this bird in, uh, 
when it flies south for the winter, as they say. So <laughs> that tends to be the major difference between uh, what you ha- and most people refer to as a, a normal goose and uh, this beautiful species of a Canada goose, one of my favorites. I, <laughs> Mr. Feathers, I'm not going to lie. My mind is in a pretzel right now. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I've spent quite a lifetime uh, just studying and relating to these beautiful birds. I think I learned more about geese and I in in your little two minutes there than than Thank I you. knew about geese my entire life. I mean, cackling <laughs> geese. Uh, I did not know. You know. I I didn't mean to offend our neighbors to the north and pronouncing it as a Canadian goose. Um, I thought oh, that was right. that was it. So now I know moving forward that Canada goose and knowledge that's is power. Great. There, boys. That that's correct. Yes, it, yeah, it sure is. So, so that didn't, uh, that, didn't, that didn't. I'll go ahead and tell you right now that explanation went right over my head. It was a little bit, but I can see you and the boys at the NCWA debating all yeah. this stuff. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's an important. Yeah, there's there's several important issues to preserving and maintaining a, a healthy ecosystem and environment for uh, these beautiful creatures for us to observe and enjoy. So I appreciate you acknowledging our work and, and giving me this this forum and platform to share with listeners who otherwise may not be familiar with the importance of our work. So it surely goes both ways, boys. Well, well speaking, I, of, speaking of, I mean, why, why is a golf course such a, uh, what would you like the the ecosystem of a golf course so appealing to a oh, a gaggle like a habitat. tackling habitat gaggle goose gander whatever the hell they are there? Uh, <laughs> well, boys, that's a that's a great question. Of course, the this symbiotic relationship between man and gander is just beautifully demonstrated in this environment. Uh, extremely skilled. Living in human-altered areas such as a golf course, Canada geese have established breeding colonies in various urban and other cultivated habitats, which, of course, provide few food and few natural predators other than, you know, man, of course. But, but typically, they're all just right there together, uh, living in perfect harmony. This species is frequently found on golf courses, owing its adaptability to these human-altered areas. Uh, This beautiful creature has just become one of the most common waterfowl species within North America. So one of the reasons you're going to see, especially this time of year, so many of these beautiful creatures is it's just perfect for them uh, to exist and to thrive in a perfectly safe environment free from harm from any predators. <laughs> well, um, that's well, interesting. Um, so, uh, I mean, yes. just real quick, would you, would you consider an alligator to be a potential predator? Well, boys, that's a, that's an interesting point. And, and of course uh, there are various species of alligator as well, uh, but uh, the beautiful adaptability of, of this unique and intelligent and loving creature uh, while if the bird is wounded, uh, of course it could be uh, subject to uh, predatory um, opportunities, but it's actually more intelligent than that. And uh, unless it's just on rare occasion, would, would an alligator uh, be able to capture one of these birds? Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, quite quite honestly, it, it's its greatest um, threat would be the human hunter. But of course, at a golf course, no one's hunting. They're they're just no. playing their 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 
their game with their ball and with their club and and perfect harmony exists between between man and bird and it's just beautiful on a golf course so no i would say the alligator really isn't a threat at all and a golf course is is perhaps one of the safest environments for these okay. beautiful waterfowl that's good to know, uh, Mr. Feathers. And, and, you know, one of the main reasons, and thank you for elaborating um, on, on the goose there, on the Canada yeah. goose. And, uh, but one of the main reasons why we wanted to have you on the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast is, um, so every year we get together as a group of uh, GMs and we travel down to Ocean Isle Beach. And, and the last few years we've engaged in some uh, team competitive golf where groups oh, of course. Uh, get together and yeah. we go to a local golf course and, and we toss around some money and play a little golf. And this year was quite unusual and Jared's time in anytime you want. But um, so um, we were split into a couple teams. Um, mm-hmm. So it was myself. Yeah. This is a hypothetical situation we might lead to. So let's, uh, so let's, um, oh. yeah. So, okay. So, okay. so hypothetically, um, we were split into two teams. Um, and in my group, I had a, a couple other gentlemen. Um, we'll name one Brad and we'll name, I don't know, the other one. Uh, Rudy. Uh, Rudy. Yeah. Okay. And um, so the first couple tee shots, um, especially with okay. the driver, they seemed really, really low. Right. Mm, So he was driving it really low. So he wasn't quite getting the ball up in the air. Now, I don't know if this was practice. Um, I can't be sure um, if he was intently trying to hit it low just to kind of um, get a good feel for aim later on in the round. Um, Yes. Yes. But we ended up reaching the seventh hole. And on Mm. that seventh hole, um, we got to the tee box, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Well, and... I've never heard of that. I, I've actually never played golf. I've, okay. I, so I, there's I, a tee box, of, and that's where yeah. you hit the drives. So I've observed that before. I, of course, would be over uh, within the thickets and within the tree line uh, with my beautiful Nikon DX4000. <laughs> and, and I have a wonderful telephoto lens where I'm able to observe the foul uh, gently going in and out of, of the various um, water sources that, that are just beautifully decorated in landscape. And, and I do occasionally see some of these uh, players in, in, you're calling it a, a box tee or a, a tee box? A tee box. Tea yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yes, tea, I'm sorry, but one of the, it's ironic. I, I, I um, whenever I, I seem to be noticed, um, the balls don't go into the short grass, but they rather come in my direction. And, and, and I've just found that, you know, very coincidental. Um, I've never been hit yet, but uh, I, I thought it was customary in the game to scream out the number four, but, but uh, it is. No, one, no one seemed to have done that. So I, I've, I hope that this can further educate uh, well, yeah. your, your, your listeners, but thank you. I, I just wanted to clarify. I, I certainly don't play the game, but I have been on the course. So well, yes. I would say that it is very, very, very rare that a golf ball would hit another individual on the course. Um, oh, yes. So as we approach this seventh tee box, um, to use your words previously, 
we encountered a gaggle of geese. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Yes. Hypothetical. Yes. Hypothetical. We encountered a gaggle of geese on the tee box. Yes. Um, so, you know, hypothetically, these individuals didn't want to harm these geese, right? Because oh, they're goodness. nature, beautiful species. Yes. Uh, it seemed as though they were a solid family. They had good family values. There was probably 20 or 30 of them around. Yes. So what we decided to do is kind of slowly approach them and kind of gently move them off of the tee box oh, so that we can swing yes. our clubs in a, um, a careful manner as well, to not I'm... harm these individuals. Very responsible. And, and I'm quite certain their beauty would have distracted you from your golf swing. And, and you would have been unable to connect with the golf ball with your golf club because you would be distracted. So that, that's wise yeah. of you to do. Yeah. So um, what then occurred potentially – occurred um next was so these the gaggle of geese um decided to move ahead directly in front of our tee box um about 15 yards away so plenty of room for us to go ahead and take our hit our tee shots into the fairway and or into the the high rough or the woods where you might have been approached with balls in the past yeah um um rudy was on the tee box, um, excuse me, Brad was on the tee box first, and he hit his drive, and I do believe it went right down the middle of the fairway, and then, and then Rudy was up next. And um, like I said before, uh, his previous tee balls weren't really getting off of the ground as much, so I don't know if he was practicing that shot for a specific occasion. Um, but what we encountered next and I want to brace you for this, um, was quite disturbing. Oh, did, he, um, did he miss the golf ball, still distracted? <laughs> by the, by the <laughs> if, Hypothetically, if, we wish. If only he oh, did goodness. that, Mr. Feathers. Yes. Um, yes, yes. So he took out his driver, teed it up, and he unleashed the Kraken on a golf ball like I've never seen. This is your friend, hypothetically, uh, Hypothetical Brad. friend, uh, Rudy. Rudy. Oh, it's Rudy. We'll, we'll, I, I, we'll call I, I, him Rudy. Rudy, yeah. yes, yes. And um, so how did, did Rudy make a connection with, with the golf ball? He, he, sh <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, oh, he did quite firm. Well, that's good. Um, I, I, I was afraid you were going to say that Rudy injured himself because he was so distracted no. uh, by my, 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 favorite, uh, my favorite foul of all, the, the beautiful Canada geese. So I'm glad, Rudy. Was Rudy uninjured? Uh, Rudy was fine. Rudy oh, oh, was wonderful, okay. Wonderful boys. Wonderful. Um, but as he connected with, I do believe it was a Callaway um, golf ball, it proceeded to only go about a foot off the ground. And as you know, <coughs> as an educator of geese, um, a foot and a half off the ground is is not very high and it no. might be right in line with maybe the center of a goose's neck oh, and Lord. the uh the golf ball proceeded to throttle itself directly into unfortunately one of these goose's neck and uh immediately you mean um, geese <laughs> I, I almost threw up i it was just bad <laughs> 
Hypothetically, of course. I almost hypothetically threw up. Um, we, we, my, my, me and my guys, when we were playing behind them, when we oh, came up Lord. after they went, we hypothetically had to tee off from the ladies' tees because of the hypothetical poor goose in the back was, could not move his neck around. It was flopping around. Like, we really thought that initially, Mr. Feathers, oh, I thought Lord. that the tee shot put the goose out of its misery immediately. But as it laid on the ground kind of lifeless it did show signs of life unfortunately though the neck was just kind of flopping around and its body was just kind of wagging its feet and its feathers were kind of his wings were kind of flapping but he couldn't quite get his neck off the ground because of the contusion to the direct impact from that ball right in his neck and oh boys oh boys um, the reason I bring this up is because, in your opinion, what would the stroke penalty be um, that Ru- that Rudy, excuse me, Rudy should have implied on his score for that hole wait, for hitting that goose? Wait, 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 boys, wait, 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 just a minute. What, do, you, do you mean you kept playing, dear Lord? How uh, inhumane! Did, did well, it was, it was. Um, it was quite graphic, and um, I'm not going to lie. I turned turned around for a little while and couldn't look, but I didn't tee off yet. And so as the goose was flopping around and trying to survive and its family members were, like, squawking, like, well, I imagine they would be. Um, I actually had way, to tee off. That is a pretty now, good impersonation, but it's under horrible circumstances. I did tee off and hit the ball in the fairway. Um after, like, with the goose flopping around in front of me. Did, did anyone try GPR for, 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 I, for God's love? Did, did uh, anyone Jared, try goose pulmonary I resuscitation? I don't know what GPR is, Jared. Do you it, know what GPR is? It's goose pulmonary resuscitation. I mean, getting a seal around the airway of a Branta candidasis is quite simple. The feathers are hydrophobic. You can easily seal the mouth of a goose. Did anyone? Oh, my God. My God, I pray for the goslings. Mr. Feathers, I don't know Google. if that would have helped. Yeah, hypothetically speaking. I well, I tell you it. what, if I would have been there hypothetically, the penalty that I would have given this hypothetical Rudy is I would have shoved the club right up his ass. Dear God. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm in complete shock. I apologize. That's. Oh. How do you think the goose felt? Oh, my God. Well, I, I imagine he felt he, he was dead. The, the, the well, goose was dead. The, the, the family, the, the poor goslings, these magnificent creatures, you understand, they mate and they, they actually marry. Uh, they marry. A, a goose is monogamous, which so wait, is, which out, is a lot out. more than I can say for your friend. If he goes to federal prison, good Lord. Oh, the so, poor widow. Time oh. out. So. Oh, God. So this goose was probably married and had a family. How did the family oh. feel about this? Can, do oh, they know what's going on? You, well, Are there any psychological or perhaps saw... physical effects that the geese's family is going to have because of this atrocity they witnessed? Oh, I, I just can't only imagine for the poor, for the poor cow. Uh, Take just, just you know what, Mr. Shocked. Feathers, just you know, try to catch your breath here. We understand that this was kind of shocking to you. Um, oh dear, dear God! But you know, catch your breath. Um, well, 
uh, I can only hope that the poor, the poor gander didn't suffer and, and, and that he was, he was immediately put, uh, put down and, and, and passed on. Uh, the trauma the family endured must have been, it still remains traumatic, but at least the poor fella didn't suffer. Well, we can't oh, confirm goodness. that the, that the oh geese God. didn't suffer. I mean, it was definitely a solid 25 minutes before what? I think Jared teed off. And yeah. we did get word after we left the hole, um, a couple holes <sighs> down, a, a ranger came by and said it tried to walk. Um, I think he was just trying to give Rudy like a nice little pat on the back um, to let oh him know God. that Get the goose probably Boys, died. this is but... not hypothetical. This is not hypothetical. Are you aware that Canada geese are protected by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918 and it is illegal to harm geese, their eggs, and their nests in the United States without express written permission from the United States Fish and Wildlife Services? Holy shit. Oh, why didn't uh, you check wait, for vitals? Uh, wait, why didn't you uh, check? You when, said you, oh, the poor gander, you didn't check before, you you, you kept playing Joe, golf? Joe, abort, you, you, abort, you're, you're abort. murderers. Joe, abort, Look, abort. I, yeah. I, I, I can't get continue out of this conversation. I, I, I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to have to leave. Uh, okay, <laughs> I think we lost Mr. Uh, uh, Feathers there. So, um, hopefully... Mr. Feathers will be okay. I'm going to send him uh, an email after this, uh, after we hang up here. But um, I think, I don't know if we answered some questions that we might have had, Jared. But um, hopefully we got a little bit more information on geese and and how they survive and what they are. And now I know to call a a Canadian geese, a Canada geese. So that's good. I learned don't uh, at, don't talk. That guy was, he was out there. So just, Hey, I got an idea. Don't tee off when motherfucking geese are right in front of you. I think that's, Maybe I that. think that's a good lesson learned. Um, you know, we can't say that there was any malicious intent, but I can confirm that a couple T-balls, only scraped the top of the ground a few times. So I don't know if he was targeting them on purpose or what. But wow. But I think All... you're right. That's a solid lesson learned. Make sure you shoo the geese away from the tee box in front of you. And we will let's work we're, we're gonna move on from this. We're gonna never forget that it happened because we'll probably bring it up periodically. But periodically but we're going to move on. We are going to, we're going to have to move on somehow. I don't know how, but somehow we're going to have to move on. So uh, we just want to thank uh, Mr. Gary Feathers from the North Carolina Wildlife Association uh, and his agency for taking the time to visit with the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, and we hope our fans, you know, learned a little something along the way. It's time to grade all the drafts post-draft. Here we go. I welcome in to the Hot Routes, Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going to, in this segment, take a look back at our 2020 pre-draft predictions, as we promised. 
we are going to go through what we who we think is going to be the champion and the romper winner uh, pre-draft and then we just had our draft Jared so we're going to look back and see post-draft maybe give some braid grades and talk about kind of maybe uh, draft or excuse me predictions and order and see if we're going to change anything there so I'm going to run through yours and who you picked uh, first okay. to last. So here you go, Jared. You picked yourself at number one. Boom. Mike at number two. Rusty, number three. Brian, number four. Brooks in the middle at five. Myself at six. Johnny missing the playoffs at seven, followed by Pittman. Chaz avoiding the romper. And Bradley picking up first-time romper responsibilities. Um, why don't you go through, uh, let me know if you would change anyone there or if you just want to make some grades for their drafts. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he's going to make it, but I think John's going to make the playoffs because my grade, I know we, we talk about it at the end of it. We talk about the, the Yahoo grade. Everybody's looking at the Yahoo grade and, um, those damn the, the, Yeah, the, they're dumb. They're dumb. I think it had me going like 0 and 12 or 0 and 13 or something like that. So, but whatever. So here's my grades. Okay. I'm giving John a grade C. Okay. C is, C is in comeback draft of the year. Whoa. Because last year, eight of John's 16 players that he drafted. Eight of them were quarterbacks, tight ends, defenses, and kickers. <laughs> Literally. He, the eight of them were quarterbacks, tight ends, defenses, and kickers. God. This year, he only drafted one kicker and only one defense. That's got to be a record for John. Do you think it was okay. because he was sober? Exactly. It absolutely was. We missed him on draft weekend just because of his presence. It's a lot of fun. But we also miss him on draft weekend because he gets hammered and he just makes these random picks. But this year he couldn't. He had to be on a snap count back at home. And he actually made a pretty solid kind of like realistic draft. Gosh. So I'm giving so, – so John's getting a C for comeback draft of the year. And I think he's – that pushes him into the playoffs. Okay. So he's going to make it in there. Uh, anyone else you want to make an adjustment on? Yeah, I'm kicking Rusty out. Rusty's not Whoa, making the so playoffs. So that's going from three straight to seven, eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. Yeah. My grade for him is a T. 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 T is in traitor. Because this, <laughs> this dude with his first five picks. Three of his first five picks, he selects NFC South players. Mm. He selects Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, and Ronald Jones, and Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. But, oh, but the fantasy gods, they punished him. They were looking down on you, Ron, and they made Fournette go to the Bucks. And because of all that, you're missing the playoffs this year, buddy. Ruh-roh. A nice little tee for him. What a yeah. miss playoffs. Yeah. Uh, do you got anyone else you want to make a grade on? Um, or change a grade? That, my, yeah. I mean, Pittman, I would give a grade D to Pittman for the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some, 
some questionable calls, but we kind of have to get yeah, my man had to leave and he still made his draft picks later, the second half of the round. Yeah. That's a little bit questionable. I'm giving Chaz a grade B for butter. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't have any other follow-up comments. Um, Does he still miss the playoffs? Uh, he's going to get in the playoffs. Okay. He's got too much firepower. Um, I'm probably going to lose to him this week. He's going to get in. And um, I don't know who he's going to knock out. It's going to be one of these two. I feel he's like it. every year we say that Chaz's team has firepower. Well, he's got Deshaun, Tyreek Hill, McCaffrey. It's pretty good. Fournette, who kind of went to a better situation. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I got uh, Brian for uh, – my grade for Brian is a W for, <laughs> for who the hell knows. With his player, he's got OBJ. I mean, we've we've heard recently what he likes to do. So I'm. Not, is it, I mean, have you this, ever heard of that? Oh yeah, you never heard of Cleveland Steamers? I thought it was just kind of a a myth. I didn't think. I mean, that's an urban, Did it? I mean, it's a, but it, how, how funny is it? It's an Urban Dictionary. Cleveland Steamer is taking a dump on somebody's chest, and then he plays for Cleveland. I mean, and it's the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. Yeah, is OBJ. So is this the year OBJ is going to be back? Who knows? Mike Evans, he, he ended last year on IR with a hamstring injury. He's already got a hamstring injury this year. Is he that going to be an issue? Carson Wentz always seems to be injured. That's who Brian also has. Devin Singletary, more like can he carry the ball? Um and then Austin Eckler. Can Austin Eckler actually be the guy without being the, the second fiddle? So, he was the guy last year. Who knows? So, yeah. He's got so Kelsey hell, going exactly. tonight right now. Kelsey's got uh, – um, it says 3.6 points. That can't be right because he scored a well, touchdown. Well, it might be. We're still kind of early on. He scored so. a touchdown. Well, maybe. I don't know. It kind of depends on when this kind of gets dropped. Um, but yeah, you just said you just said who knows. So that's how my grade for Brian is. Who the hell knows? W with his guys. Um, so I don't know if he's going to miss it or if my last person is going to miss it. And who is my that last, last? My last person is going to be you. Yeah. I give you a great R. <laughs> okay. As in, you reached for a lot of picks. <laughs> Joe, how do you how do you keep Melvin Gordon over Chris Godwin? Uh, that was a blatant uh, overlook on my behalf. Totally you, did not even – I don't even know why. So you keep I have, Melvin I have, Gordon I have no over comment. Chris Godwin. I have, I, have, I have no – I can't defend that move. Cannot defend you, it. And then, and then I was – I loved my spot with the eighth pick because all I wanted was in the first and second round I was going to hammer the running backs – because I knew wide receiver depth was there. And then you saved me because you reached for DeAndre Hopkins in the first. And then sec- ha- second round rolls around. Adam Gase hates Le'Veon Bell. You keep saying that, but I just read a story that Gase is like, this is overblown. I don't hate nah, him. We'll see what happens. Hates. He so loves then, so Frank then Gore. Bell gets traded to somewhere else and he just runs all over the world. You're not that lucky. No, I'm not. He's going to probably then, sit on the bench all year on claim. And I really claim COVID. I, I wanted Cam, Cam Akers. I think he could be really good. It might happen in the fifth round. 
So, and then you my last who... one is Tua. You drafted Tua? Oh, I already dropped him. Tua wasn't even like he never even like hit sniff like he was going to be a starter. The reason I drafted him is because when I pick him up week seven, you know he might be a keeper later next year. Maybe. I mean, look at Kyler Maybe. Murray. Kyler Murray was drafted when like the fourteenth, fifteenth round last year. You went ten days and you already dropped him. Exactly my point. You always say overdraft players and don't draft defenses and kickers and just drop people that you want. You that's your strategy. Well now especially now that we eliminated that god awful rule where the max max moves. Thank God. So I didn't even draft a kicker. I'm not gonna waste a spot for two weeks with a kicker when when I can wrap it. Oh, do you want me to give me a grade on myself? Sure, I got time. An A. Four. Antonio motherfucking Gibson. <laughs> Y'all didn't see it coming, but now you know. This is now crazy. You know. If this now guy you know. turns out the player that you say he's going to be, I, I don't think you'll ever stop calling yourself, you know, Jared Barry. Well, I think you'll be like, this is the guy, blah, 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 blah. Just like Hilaire. Like, you think – this Hilaire guy is going to be the dude. Oh yeah, he's, well. he's going to be. He's going to be the. Give him some time. He might. I mean, he's. He's. They're giving him enough volume tonight, so I don't know if he'll get in the end zone or not. But he'll. He's. He's a Brian Westbrook, and with Andy Reid, that's a lot. When Andy Reid drafts a running back, you you draft that running back in fantasy. You've been saying this for five years, and tell me the the running back that has been really really good. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Kareem Hunt? Did he draft Kareem Hunt? He traded up and drafted Kareem Hunt. So, yeah, I'm going to draft Kareem. When Andy Reid trades up to draft a running back, I'm going to draft that guy in fantasy. And I drafted him, like, in the 13th round. And then what did Kareem Hunt do that year? Was the rushing leaders. Yeah. Led the league in rushing. So, that's one. One guy. Uh, and then, I don't know. Maybe have you ever heard of Brian Westbrook? He was okay for a yeah. while. So, just saying. But two guys. But we'll move on. So those are my. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bump myself back a little bit. I don't know if I'm gonna win because I got. I don't have any scary names on my team. Um, so I like Michael's kind of a scary, scary team, especially now that Joe Mixon has signed. Um, but I think everybody did a pretty good draft, and so we'll we'll kind of see how it shakes out. What about you? What are, what are yeah. your thoughts? What are, you got any changes in your? Yeah, so I'll just run through my pre-draft predictions. I picked myself to be champ, obviously. Um, Brian, number two, we're facing off this week. Not looking good for me right now. Hopefully, uh, Kelsey can maintain his only three points. Um. Then we have Brad at three, Brooks at four, Pittman at five, John at six. Then yourself, Mike, Chaz, and Rusty going from first to worst. Um, I'm not changing first to worst. 2020 is a is a weird year, and I think that's going to happen. However, based on my draft, I do not feel confident at all. And quite honestly, I do feel that the Brokini is in play this year for me. 
<laughs> I don't like saying that. Um, but there's a definite possibility that that occurs. Uh, hopefully I can eke out like a nine slot, you know, similar to what I'm used to in previous years, like right. seven to nine. Right. Um, so I do not feel confident at all with my picks. Um, but it's early. It's week one. Uh, quite honestly, I'm hoping for a COVID shortened season at this point. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, Joey, guess what just happened? Uh, what? I don't know. Maybe you have a guy, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Heller. So, oh, 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 Tutty, Tutty, Tutty. Oh, watch As out. long as it's not Kelsey, Brian's watch got out. Kelsey rolling. Watch out. Watch out. Oh, that dude's small, man. He's like five six. You know who else was? Kareem Hunt. Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook. So I'm I'm kind of watching like on like a stat tracker and way behind and have no idea if he was actually in or not. Was it a legit? Yeah, it's legit. It was a thirty yard run. God, he's good. Twenty seven yard. God, he's kind of has a little like little Brian Westbrook, little MJD in him. Little. It's the first game. <sighs> Tackling is awful the first month of the season. I just and I there was, said it there was missed, tack, missed tackles galore. I mean, Andy Reid can't even see through his little COVID mask there. All right. Uh, outside of that, uh, I'm keeping Rusty there. I'm going to move myself. Barely missing. I'm going to be like a six or a seven. Okay. I think. Um, but don't be surprised if that Brokini doesn't come into play. Um, after that, though, I, I feel pretty confident. I do. I actually think that um, I'm actually going to move John from six to one. I think John's going to pull it off this year. Um, I like his draft. I think him being sober during it uh, helps him. Um, I also think, you know, he had a new event occur this year. You got a new kid. They're moving into a new house. These are all positive things in life that are occurring, and I think he continues that with a with a 2020 NCFFL uh, championship. So we'll see if that God, occurs. Don't get him that excited. Hey, could be a curse too. Who knows? Um, outside of that, uh, I don't know. I think I think you pretty much nailed it with your with your grades. Um, my only thought is you think Brooks is going to be that good because you didn't really give Brooks a grade. I had Brooks at four. You had him at five. I don't know. I think he might, I think he might go back to like six or seven. It might be me and him fighting it out for that final playoff position. I don't know. I mean, Saquon helps. I'm, I think Dak is going to have a good year. I know Cooper Cup will have a good year. His big ones are going to be like, What's going to happen with AJ Green, Marlon Mack, and Sony Michelle? Like, or is was one of them going to like kind of like okay, they're like actually really good? Well, none of them are reliable. They're all pretty good. Well, they're all kind of questionable. So I don't know. Like Sony Michelle could be. I mean, he's a terrible running back, but <laughs> outside of that, he's good. <laughs> and who who the hell knows with AJ Green right now? Um, but so. Uh, yeah, awesome. I mean, he's got he's so so he to me he's like the opposite of my team where he's got that like scary firepower and like Michael Thomas and Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. So you look at it, you're like, God, if I I just got to avoid them, 
And you look at my team, and I don't have anybody like that. Like, I don't have any scary names on paper. No, but, but you got, like, a bunch of just random – you just got a bunch of characters, right? That could be legit. And They could be legit. And that, that, was, that had me thinking the other day. Oh, well, never mind that. So, but, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, should we should we should we make some predictions for this week? I think we should. You want to get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Week one matchups. Here we go. I welcome into the week one matchup segment on the Hot Routes Hot Take Fantasy Football Podcast. Jared, week one, here we go. We're going to start it off with myself and Garopolis Island, a 122.14 prediction versus Brian and Henry thing is possible. Um, he's at 134.11. Who do you got? All right. And looking at the teams, Joey, let me ask you a question. Yes. In all of your movie watching time who is your I'm all ears yeah who is your favorite character of all time oh god that's tough um i think i gotta go with lieutenant nick goose <laughs> bradshaw right from top gun how do you know yeah. how do you, yeah. how do you, pick how do you not pick favorite act? you gotta favorite pick, character you have to pick goose from top gun you gotta pick Goose from top. And so when I look That's at great. and when I look at this matchup between you and Brian, a lot like Goose because he was dead in the water. He was. He was yeah. dead in the water. I think yep. I think your team is dead in the water. I mean, <laughs> Kelsey has already scored. Um, it could get. I mean, Mike Evans. He's got that hammy issue. Kind of. We'll see what happens, but. I think he's got too much firepower. With uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to have a big day. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big day. Von Miller just got hurt. Austin Eckler is going to have a big day. I think Brian's going to pull it out. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I was really hoping. Brian and I were actually texting earlier. I was kind of hoping for keeping Kelsey under 15 points. That obviously didn't occur. So I really need like Mike Evans not to show up, Odell Beckham not to show up, and Carson Wentz to get hit by a train on his way to to work Evans, on Sunday. Evans is facing Lattimore, who he struggles with. So Yeah, but you're you're dealing with Tom Brady there. Yeah, he, but still. He is a precision passer. He's gonna find ways to get Evans the ball, especially when they're down in the red zone, specifically on the ten yard line and in. And Evans is going to use his body to post up whatever is over there, and he's going to go get it. You know, so, you know who he'll really throw the ball to? Uh, Godwin. Chris who Godwin. should be on my team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think that Brian's going to pull this one out. Albeit, I will give him a run for his money. Uh, unfortunately, Will Fuller's not doing anything for me right now. We're seven minutes left in the third period. Yeah, third quarter, excuse me. That's a good game script. They are for behind, you. so they gotta throw it. Script. But I they're just they're just not working the ball. Um, so we'll see what happens. If Fuller can get me like twelve points, maybe sneak a touchdown here, maybe a a a late quarter touchdown at the end of the game, like a garbage T D, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just I don't think I'm gonna be able to pull this one off. So I'm gonna give this one to Brian, unfortunately. 
So, all right, moving on to the next one, we have every day is a gala day. Brooks thirty one thirty seven point five seven and make America Gronk again one thirty five point nine one by Johnny. Jerry, who you got? All right, so here is my rundown for this. Let me pull up who they got in. Yep. All right. If John subs in Deshaun Jackson and takes out Jarvis Landry, then John's going to win. You don't – everybody knows Deshaun Jackson's best week every year is week one. You draft Deshaun Jackson to play him week one. If you don't play him week one, then why draft him? So if John plays Deshaun Jackson, he wins. Hmm. If Brooks subs in Marlon Mack and takes out John Brown, then he wins. Because I, I, think, Marlon, I think they're going to ride out Marlon Mack early in the year before they transition over to Jonathan Taylor later. So here's the question. Well, what if they both do it? What if they both play it in? Then it comes down to Greg the Leg Zerline. Zerline. This is a battle of John's kickers from 2019 when he drafted both <laughs> Will Lutz and Greg Zerline, and he kept them all year. That's amazing. But he doesn't have them this year. Brooks got Greg the Leg, and he plays for Dallas. Oh, pop quiz. Who does Dallas play this week? Uh, they play the Rams. They play Greg's old team. It'll be in a different stadium. And so it'll be Greg the leg for the win. However, I'm taking John because Brooks doesn't have the balls to play Marlon Mack. Mm, sounds like fighting words right there. I, uh, you know, when I look at Brooks's team, I see Kenny Galladay. And it reminds me of Roy Holiday, who one of the great pitchers in baseball who just shoved. And yeah. I do believe that um, – Not better than the greatest pitcher. Well, uh, yeah. Who who do you think the greatest, you know, relief pitcher is of all time? Oh, I don't know. But maybe by a, guy, uh, a guy by the name of Goose Gossage. <laughs> yeah. I think he actually was the greatest relief pitcher of all time. Goose Gossage. What a fantastic guy. Unbelievable. Uh, anyways, um, I do think Kenny Galladay is going to have a day. <laughs> Um, with Stafford tossing him the ball, Michael Thomas isn't going to miss a step. And I do think that Dak Prescott is going to do good to start, and then he's not going to do good later in the year. Um, but I, looking at this, based on what Mahomes is doing tonight, I think John's got way too much firepower for, for, uh, for Brooks to handle. And I think, unfortunately, Slip's going to continue his losing ways, at least in week one and succumb to the uh, the throttling that he's about to get um, from Make America Gronk again. So it'll be interesting. Is that his only tight end? Do you think – I wonder if he'll play Austin Hooper instead of Gronk. What do you think? I'd go Gronk. Would you really? Yeah. It's the right play. Just because it's like made for TV, Gronk. Yeah, you got Brady, play the, Brady play the, to Gronk touchdown. Play the, That's play made the, for week one. Yeah, play the shootout. Play the high-scoring game. Play that probably Lattimore is going to be on Mike Evans. So, yeah, that's what I would do. All right, it looks like we're both on Johnny on that one. 
Um, all right, let's go to Cobra Kyler, 127.97 last time I checked. And that's Pittman versus Body by Jacobs. Solid name there. Actually, this is a great matchup by names because personally, Cobra Kyler, I think, is the best name of the league right now. Get out of here. That's a, that's a great name, Cobra Kyler. I know he pawned it off from like an internet search. Fresh Prince uh, of Hell Air. That's pretty solid, too, but Cobra Kyler is awesome. And then Body by Jacobs, I think, is pretty legit as well. <laughs> uh, so we got Brad versus Pittman. <laughs> Brad's favored in this by about eight points. Um, who you got? Brad's guy, or actually Pittman's only got Harrison Bucker going. Uh, and my app's not updating because it sucks. So I can't tell you if it's accurate or not. All right. So here's the way I'm looking at this. When I'm looking at these, I see uh, uh, Pittman's favorite TV show must be The Rookie. You know, that that like cop show that's on or something? <laughs> um, yeah. Because he has started two rookies. So he is starting, who are they? Um, Jonathan Taylor and Jerry, Taylor. Jerry Judy. Judy. So he's starting I two, really wanted him. two rookies. So I don't know about that. And you match that up with Russell Wilson at Atlanta. That defense sucks. Josh Jacobs at Carolina. Our defense sucks. We're not going to be able to tackle anybody. Evans is probably going to get locked up with Lattimore. And he's got your boy, Chris Godwin, going against New Orleans. So he's going to go ham. So I think Brad easily wins. I'm going to go – Yeah, I'm gonna go chalk on this one as well. Uh, I think I think Brad's gonna take it as well. I think Wilson's gonna have a good debut at Atlanta. They always play well when they travel from West Coast to East Coast for whatever reason. They play well. Never seems to be the way when you go East to West. But Russell always does well when he travels back to the East Coast. He's got his boy Lockett thrown too. I do like that for Bradley as well. You got that Wilson Lockett. Uh, connection going big fan of Josh Jacobs there I think he's gonna do well not sure on Nick Chubb Um, who knows how he's gonna be uh, this year in Cleveland in fact you know nobody knows what Cleveland's gonna do you got Cooper I think that's he's gonna do okay Um, but I, I think that Brad's gonna take this one barely it's not gonna be by much we're talking maybe three points, and that might come down to a Boswell field goal or something. So I think we're, uh, we're on board with each other on that one as well. We're going to take Brad there. All right, next one up, we got the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Uh, I got it currently at 125.27 or 5.7. I don't think that was accurate to start the game. Uh, that's Jared, and then we got the GOAT, Chaz himself, 138.41. Who you got in this one? Well, um, prior to all this, I was going to say I'm, I'm, I got to face Christian McCaffrey out the gate. Yeah, I mean, that's tough going. I could not wait until tonight's game. And then only I'll pull up Yahoo to see that Chaz is starting Ty Freak and Deshaun Watson. And that doesn't bode well for me. So I was going to say it's going to come down to the Monday night showdown. He's got Dante Johnson and I got Juju Smith-Schuster. The two wide receivers for the Steelers. Juju's going to outscore Deontay by 11, but I still lose by 17. 
So I'm still going to take Chaz, even though I'm kind of – I'm sitting okay right now. But you never know. Deshaun Watson can kind of fire off here in the fourth quarter and drop about 20 points, and then Tyreek might get loose once and um, kind of in the, in the doghouse. But I'm, I'm going to take Chaz. Well, Chaz is taking the Jared Berry approach to drafting and doesn't have a kicker at the moment. Um, oh, that's me. I'm a huge fan. That's me. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So that is my approach. I was looking the wrong way. That is your approach. <laughs> well done. Uh, Chaz actually has Robbie Gold, one of my favorite kickers of all time, outside of Kevin Butler. Both are ex-Bears. Um, let's see here. Who do you got? You're not going to play Kareem Hunt? No. Speaking of hunting, it would be crazy if someone hit a golf ball off the ground a foot and a half and stroked a <laughs> goose in the neck. Um, uh, and when we think of hunting, we think of eating, right? Yeah. And I've been eating like it's hunting season. We're in deer season. I'm going, I'm going dove hunting this weekend and I've been eating some exotic food lately. Have you ever tried this delicacy called fog rock? Never heard of it. Oh, it's fantastic. You got to try what is it sometime. It? Oh, it's goose fat. Oh, <laughs> it's goose fat. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Fog gras. It's actually not bad. You throw it on a, you know, on the side of a steak or something. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Get back to the game here. Um, I think you pull this one out. I don't know how it happens, but I think you do. Uh, I don't agree with Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to do very well. The Jets' defense is going to be pretty decent. Oh, really? They lost Jamal Adams. They lost some linebacker that's opted out. So, I actually feel pretty decent about Josh Allen this week. I I don't know. I just – that's my opinion. I I don't like Josh Allen here. I think at the end of the week, Deshaun Watson's going to outplay Josh Allen. But Josh Allen's not the re- uh, Josh Allen's not going to be the reason that you win. The reason you win is going to be because of Allen Robinson. Oh, let's go Bears! And I drafted a bear just for you, Joey. It's going to be Allen Robinson, and it's going to be Calvin Ridley. Yep. It's not going to be um, Julio Jones over there. Calvin Ridley's going to take the. Take the week one show show from uh, in the Atlanta area, and I I think McCaffrey doesn't have a great even though they're facing the Raiders and there's no fans that are going to be there that should be awesome to watch. Um, I just don't think he has a very good game, and when I say very good, I mean twenty he has plus. less than tw- less than twenty. <laughs> yeah, I'll take <laughs> like nineteen. I'll take it as long as he scores that and we man. lose. I'm happy. He can do whatever I'll be, we want as long as the Panthers, as long as the Panthers see, lose. I'm happy. It'll be interesting to see. You want the Panthers to lose? Are we going to be able to compete for a Super Bowl? No, but I mean, we I don't ever want the Bears to lose. We want Trevor Lawrence, man. You're not going to get Lawrence. The Patriots are going to get Lawrence. No. Yeah. Do, we, do I need to re-explain to you how the draft works and how the draft order works? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how the uh, the league works and uh, what is it? What did we get into the argument last year? Oh, the divisions. <laughs> the division winners. Division winners. We're <laughs> an idiot. Too many beers. Anyways, I think you pull this one out above the goats. 
making your way towards second place, as you predicted. So I'm going to take you. You take Chaz. Um, and let's get to our final matchup here. And that leaves us with points versus win. Mike, the holy one, 139.31. I just have to say this. I saw Mike smoke a a golf ball. It skipped the pond like six times and ended up on the green. I don't even know how that's possible. He definitely didn't do it on purpose. Someone was above was looking, looking down on him. So, uh, Great shot, Mike. That was that was quite amazing and lucky. Uh, anyways, he is at one thirty nine point three one, and he's facing the Duck Hunter, <laughs> Rusty at one thirty four point eight five. Looks to be a close matchup. At least he's leaning um, into it. He's <laughs> he's leaning into it. What's uh, who do you got? Man, who do you got on this one? Man, this one's tough. I think this one might be the matchup of the week. Um. I like Lamar, obviously. I think he's going to have a step back this year, but I like him this the week, week one. I like Drew Brees. Um, I don't – Cortland Sutton might not be playing, so that's going to be a question. I think George Kittle yeah. is going to go nuts. David Johnson appears to be having a good game. You're familiar with that from him. Um, and Not familiar. I think I was all in on this guy, and I really wish I would have had him. And I think he's going to be the one that leads him. I got to go with Michael in this one because I think Joe Mixon is going to be Joe Joe. I think he's going to be this year's. He's going to be a top three running back this year. Top three is a bold statement. Top three sir. running back. Wow. I think Michael's going to pull it out, and I think we're going to see why Joe Mixon is going to be a top three running back. If he's a top three running back, that means Joe Burrow is actually doing work there because otherwise they got nine in the box or eight in the box. Maybe, but they're going to keep feeding it to him. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, All right, let's take a look here. Lamar Jackson, he's going to score, especially against Cleveland. Scary Terry, he might score. He should score. Depends on who's throwing there. Who's throwing the ball over there in Washington? Dwayne Haskins. it's not going to be Alex Smith, you don't think? Is there none of them are going to throw in the ball there because they're going to be handing it off to Antonio motherfucking Gibson. He's got Zeke. He's got a lot of big names here, but I do think these, his big names start slow uh, outside of Lamar Jackson. And unfortunately, I think the Golden Goose is going to go over to the Duck Hunter. He's going to get help. I don't think he stays with Drew Brees. I think he actually ends up putting Rodgers in against many. That'd be terrible. Um, you think that would be a yeah. terrible idea? Aaron Rodgers is he's done as a fantasy quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is done as a fantasy quarterback, then Drew Brees is done as a fantasy no, quarterback. Drew Brees, they still throw. Packers don't throw anymore. He always throws. He's, no, go back and look last year. Okay. He doesn't throw anymore last year. They're run removed. They just drafted a running back. So what? In a court, yeah, they're not going to throw as much. So, well, Julio Jones, I said, is not going to have the best week this week. Uh, he might get ten points, but he's definitely going to make it up with Allen Kamara. I think Andrews is going to get fed from Lamar Jackson. Um, 
I'm unsure on the running back situation there with Jones. Who knows if it's going to be Fournette or him. But Mark Ingram, too, is going to, going to get his touches. He's going to score his points. Um, and I think, I think the only way to end it, because he is going to get the golden goose and he is going to pull out the victory, is I'm going to bring it back to one of my, my childhood favorite movies, um, you let me know if, if, if you're familiar with the one, this one, but this is one of my favorite uh, parts in a movie that we all probably love and grew up loving. It's, it's, a, it's a piece from the uh, Willy Wonka and the, Charlotte, uh, the Chocolate Factory. So here we go. Here we go again. All right, sweetheart. All right. Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. No, I want one of those. Bunker, how much do you want for the golden goose? They're not the same. Name the price. She can't have one. Who says I can't? Remember the sunny hat. I want one. I want a golden goose. Gooses. Geeses. I want my geese to lay gold eggs for Easter. It will, sweetheart. Easter hundred a day. Anything you say. Oh, by the way, I want a feast. You ate before you came to the factory. I want a bean feast. What are those? Three buns and donuts and fruitcake with donuts. So good you could go nuts. You can have all those things when you get home. No, now! I want a ball! I want a party. Big macaroons and a million balloons and performing bubbles and give it to me. Give it to me, that's what Rusty says. He wants go nuts and he's going to get the golden goose and win this game right there. So I think that will do it. That's going to do it for the week one matchups, Jared. Uh, any final thoughts? Not on the matchups. I mean, we made it, boys. It's six months. It's been a long six months. I didn't think we'd make it to this point where we're actually going to see live football. It's going to be weird. No fans. Not sure. I'm going to have to, like, pump some uh, Leonard Skinner in the background um, when I'm, like, watching these games. Um, <laughs> what song is your Leonard uh, Skinner. Oh, you know, Freebird. Free bird. <laughs> um, but uh, until the time comes, boys, uh, dodge injuries and guess right.
Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and Guess Right. <laughs>